We are on Ksubis Chaf Gimel Amabez 23b1 in the Archical Gemara. As we begin a new Mishnah, uh, the Mishnah says this is not about uh, Pesha Asr, uh, but it's continuation of the cases of a Shvuya, of a woman who is taken into captivity, where there is uh, a suspicion, we're concerned that she was raped, um, and therefore, uh, from a halachic standpoint, she would become disqualified from marrying a Kohen. She wouldn't be allowed to marry a Kohen. So the Mishnah says as follows. Essentially, um, if we have two women who were taken into captivity, we know, we already know that they were taken into captivity. So there's no issue of a Pesha Asr here. And they come and they say that each one says independently, I am Tahora. I know with certainty about herself, obviously, that uh, she is Tahora, that she's pure, that she did not have sexual relations with her captives. Um, we don't believe her. She's testifying about herself. We don't believe her. We don't believe either of them. However, and this is really the key point, if they testify on each other, if they testify on each other, this one says that I know with certainty that she wasn't raped, and the other one says that I know with certainty that the other one wasn't raped on each other. So then they are believed. They are, in fact, believed, which is uh, interesting because over here, it's a, there's two aspects to this. Number one is that uh, we could have one witness uh, alone. In general, we require two witnesses, but here one witness would suffice. And so just like one witness works to say whether or not the husband passed away, that's something that we've discussed in the past so too, there's one witness to tell us uh, that uh, that uh, she she's Tahora and that she's allowed to marry a Kohen. So then we believe that one witness as well. Why do we believe one witness? So that happens to be a big discussion amongst the Rishonim, amongst the earlier commentators. Some say that this is a leniency about Shvuya. The whole idea of Shvuya to say that if she's taken into captivity, automatically she becomes forbidden to a Kohen because out of this concern... So that already is, is a stringency, and so therefore we have various leniencies put in place uh, to sort of counteract that, so that uh, so that one witness suffices instead of two, uh, that we allow uh, not just any witness, but we allow women or even yeah, or also uh, slaves, even though in general they cannot testify. In this case, they could testify. So this is a leniency that's found within. Uh, shvuya, within this uh, topic of Shavuya, within the topic of a woman who's taken into captivity. Alternatively, others explain that no, this is uh, this is really part of a general category where we believe one witness. We're not discussing here in general when we say that we require two witnesses. That has to do with issues that dealing with marriage. When it's dealing with marriage, so we require two witnesses, um, whether it's. Uh, to prove that somebody's divorced, or to prove that somebody's married, or to prove that adultery took place. Um, whatever the case is, that requires two witnesses. However, this is a case which is about something taking place and then making her disqualified from marrying a Kohen. Well, is that part of what we refer to as Dover Sheba Erva, uh, marriage issues? Or maybe that's referred to as Isurim, that just general laws about things which are permissible and forbidden. And that we, we, we suffice with one witness. And for example, with other cases of Isurim, this general category called Isurim, um, we allow one witness to tell us whether something is kosher or not kosher. Um, so this is just a general category of Isurim where one witness is allowed. And then so too over here, 
this one witness would also be uh, would also be believed. Okay, so that would be the reason for to allow for one witness. Let's see the Gemara. The Gemara essentially from here till the next Mishnah, which is on the bottom of the page of Anchav Gimel Beis, uh, is really uh, elaborating on one brisa. Brisa are the notes from the time periods of the Mishnah, and so this one brisa has four different cases. The Gemara is going to ask a question. Well, um, what exactly? Are the assumptions of those cases? We seem to have different assumptions about whether or not there were already witnesses who told us that she was taken into captivity or not. Uh, and so we're going to have a certain questions, and then we're going to have two answers. There'll be two answers to those to those questions. What exactly is happening? So let's see the the, the brisa. There are four cases about uh, one individual. There's two women who are taken into captivity. One of the women is now they're now testifying in court about what happened. And we could have four different scenarios, as the Bryce explains. Case number one is where she says, I am impure. I'm telling you right now that I, I am impure. In the sense, I'm defiled, really. I'm, I'm, I was raped, and therefore I'm not allowed to marry Cohen. But my friend, the other, the other woman who is with me, she is Tahura. She is, um, she's fine. She can marry Cohen. Now, Menas, she's believed about both. Okay, that's case number one. Case number two is where it's flipped. I am Tahora. I can marry Cohen, but my friend cannot. She was raped. She's not believed. Case number three is where you say the same thing about you and your friend. We're both Tameya. Uh, we both were raped. She's believed for herself. She's not believed with regards to, to the other person. And then again, the last case is where he's, she says the same thing about herself and the other person. We're both pure. We're both tahora. So when she says that she is, uh, she was not raped. Neither of them were raped. She's believed with regards to her friends. She's not believed with regards to herself. So let's sort of figure out what exactly is going on here. What's, uh, we're going to ask a certain question. And then we're going to really explain the logic behind all of this. Amar Mar. And we're going to review the cases. So it was stated in the brisa. We we go back and examine this brisa. In the case, the second case, when she says that I am tahora, I am fine. I wasn't. Uh, I can marry a kohen, but the other person that I was with cannot. She was raped. She's not believed. So what's the case? If there are no witnesses here, so then to tell us that she was taken into captivity originally, So why isn't she believed for herself? We should have the concept of Pesha Asar. If there's really, if there's really no witnesses, so then she should believe to say that she's Tahora because she has a Pesha Asar. She's the one who's telling us that she's taken into captivity. We should believe her to say that she's Tahora. So, Nishbesi, so, Tahora Nika Amra, Alapshita Dikadim. So it must be that when we say that we don't believe her, that there are already witnesses present that told us that she was taken into captivity, which is why we don't believe her to say that she was to horror, that say that she was uh, not raped and therefore was at, is allowed to marry a Cohen. So that is uh, a statement number two. Must be a case where there are Adam witnesses already present. Ema Metziah. So what about the third case? The third case is Aniva Chaberti Tmeya. Me and the person I was with, we are both Tmeya. We were both raped. She's believed for herself. She's not believed for her friend. I don't understand. If there are witnesses who tell us that they were, she was taken, that they were taken into captivity, so then once when we know that they were taken into captivity, we automatically are concerned, halakhically concerned, that they were raped. And so therefore, to say that they're both Tameya, that they're both disqualified from marrying a Kohen, is really true. 
That's what we really believe. So why don't we believe them? Why don't we believe her? That's that's really what we're assuming. So it must be that we're talking about a case where there are no witnesses. It must be a case where there are no witnesses. Since there are no witnesses, so therefore she can't just as one witness go along and say, you should know, my friend over here, she was taken into captivity and she was raped. She doesn't have the ability to say that. Uh, she's not believed for that. You need two witnesses for that. She's just one witness. With regards to herself, if she wants to come into court and tell us that she was raped, uh, so then she, that's the concept of Shabbat and Nafshe Chatzicha de Yisura. That's the concept that if that's what you want to make things worse for yourself, so then you come to court, so then we'll believe you for yourself. You just made it worse for yourself, but that's what, really what you believe, so then we have to hold you to it. Uh, but so for herself, she's believed to say that uh, she was taken into captivity and she was raped. She's not believed with regards to her friend. And that makes sense if there are no witnesses. So case number three has to be a case where there are no witnesses. Case number two, we already said, is a case where it must be there are witnesses. And the last case, what about case number four? Emma Seifa, the last case. She says that I, uh, I, we're both taken into captivity and we're both Tahora. We're both allowed to marry a Kohen. Nothing happened. So now, she's believed with regards to her friend. But she's not believed with regards to herself. So what's the case here? If there's no witnesses, why is it, again, why isn't she believed with regards to herself? She should have the concept of Pesha Asar. She's the one who tells us that she's taken into captivity. We should believe her to say that she's Tahora, to tell us that she's pure. It must be a case where there are witnesses. There are witnesses. Once there are witnesses, you're not believed for yourself to say that you're Tahora, because there are witnesses. You're not believed for yourself to say that nothing happened. Uh, because once there are witnesses that said they were already taken into captivity, but you are believed with regards to your friend. Why believed with regards to your friend? Well, that's the law in the Mishnah. One witness could come along and tell us, uh, with regards to the other person that she's Tahora. That she, it's a leniency that we have to say that even though in general we require two witnesses, here we require one. We'll rely on one to say that the other person, not with regards to yourself, but with regards to the other person that she's Tahora, that she's allowed to marry a Kohen. But in the end of the day, cases two and four, Rachel is safe at the Ikadim. It must be cases where there are witnesses. There are, in fact, witnesses. Um, which is why she's not believed with regards to herself to say that she's Tahora. If there weren't witnesses, so then she should have this concept of Pesha Asar. She's telling us she's taken into captivity. She should believe to say that nothing happened. So it must be there, there are witnesses. And that's why she's not believed. Mitsyasa, case number three, is the Lekha Edims where, you're gonna tell me it's a case where there are no, no witnesses? This is all one Brysa. This is all one case. You're gonna tell me cases two and four are where there, four are where there are witnesses. Case number three is where there's no witnesses. That's, uh, strange to make that shift and that change within the Brysa. So answers the Gemara. Two answers. Two answers in the Gemara. Amar Abaye in. Rejev is safe at Dekadim, Mitsyasa Lekadim. Abaye says, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. The case number two and case number four are cases where there are witnesses already told us that she was taken into captivity. Case number three is the case where there are no witnesses. Abai says it's exactly exactly how you, how you read it. Rav Papa says no. Rav Papa says he makes the following stipulation, um, and this is going to impact uh, the entire way that we read the Brysa. We're going to have to reread the entire Brysa over again. Rav Papa, Amar Rav Papa says no. Cool decadim. All the cases are where we know already they were taken into captivity. They were all taken into captivity. But what's going on here? But in these, in all these cases, when she says anything about herself or about her friend, there's another witness, somebody else who says the exact opposite. Always. In all these cases, says the exact opposite. And we're going to go through all the cases. But it says the exact opposite. 
Well, how is this going to make a difference? How does this? So, just to explain outside first before we see this inside, because the rule is as long as you have one witness who says that a captive is tahora, as long as they're not talking about themselves, they say that nothing happened to her. So then, that witness is, is believed, even if there's another witness contradicting them or him, really, or her. Uh, as long as it's one person, even if you have another witness who's contradicting him or her. It doesn't make a difference as long as you have one witness who says uh, that uh, that that she is the 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 one who was taken into captivity is Tahora that nothing happened to them. That witness is believed against another witness. If you have more than one witness, it might be different. But against another witness who says that no something happened, so then we believe that one witness who says that nothing happened. That's the leniency that we have. One versus one is believed. We believe that one witness. To say that nothing happened. That's a leniency. And so let's see how this plays out inside. We go through all four cases. Amra, if she said, I need to Torah. I am, something happened to me. I was, I was raped. And my friend, uh, the other person is Tahora. She's pure. Nothing happened to her. And one of the, another witness said, flipped it around and said, no, you are the one who wasn't raped. The other one was raped. So, with regards to herself, she's believed with regards to herself. To make things worse for herself, she's believed. She basically said that she was raped. Even though there's another witness saying that she wasn't, we believe her. But, with regards to her friend, so then as long as you have one witness who says that she, nothing happened to the friend, and it's one versus one, so she's saying that her friend is Tahora, so she's believed. We say that she's believed. So she's believed through and through. She's believed to say that something's wrong, that something happened to her. And she's believed to say that her friend is Tahora and that she can marry, her friend can marry a Kohen. Case number two. The opposite. She says that I am Tahora. She's not believed for herself, but she says I'm Tahora. My friend is Tamea. My friend, uh, something happened to my friend. And this is a case, all these cases where we already have witnesses that said that, uh, uh, that she, they were taken into captivity. So and now we have this outside single witness saying, "No, you are in fact Tamea. You something happened to you, but your friend is Tahora. She nothing happened to your friend, and she can marry Cohen. So she's not believed with regards to herself to say that she herself is Tahora, but we also so she's not believed for herself, but the. Uh, with regards to her friend, there's a witness that's coming along and saying that the the witness is saying that with regards to the friend, nothing happened to her. One witness is good enough, even though it's going up against another witness. It's fine. That one witness is good enough. That's part of our leniency. That's the leniency that we mentioned in the intro as as we begin Rav Papa. Case number three, when she says that both of us, uh, we know that they were taken into captivity, both of us are we're defiled, we were both raped, and therefore we're both not allowed to marry Kohen. And now another witness comes and says, no, both of you, nothing happened to both of you. So with regards to herself, with regards to herself, she's believed to, for herself. When she says herself, we believe her for herself to say that things are worse for her. Whenever she says things that are worse for her, we believe her. But but with regards to her friend, the the one witness is saying that she's Tahora, that the friend is Tahora, that nothing happened to the friend. So the one witness, we believe that one witness. So the says, I understand. 
Gemara says, nothing new changed here. Why are we mentioning this case number three? We already knew all these rules we already had in from the first two cases. That uh, a person, if they want to make things worse for themselves, then their beliefs for themselves. And also the fact that uh, we'll believe the one witness when it's Tahora, uh, when the one witness is saying nothing happened. We already had all this. All these rules we already had. So why repeat these rules in case number three? So they can answers. No. One might have thought that really we shouldn't believe her with regards to herself. She's saying in this case number three that she herself, something happened to her and to her friend. But maybe, really, the truth is is that really both of them, nothing happened to both of them. Nothing, just like what the witness said, nothing happened to either one. Um, and why is she saying that something happened to me and to my friend? She wants to mess over her friend. The way, in her mind, the way that she's going to mess over her friend is that if she says both of us, that we something happened to both of us, I'm not just talking about my friend, but me too, we were both raped, she's thinking, then I'll be believed. That's what she's thinking in her head. In reality, they're both really Tahora. Nothing happened to either one, in reality. One might have thought this. And therefore, She's not even believed with regards to herself to say that something happened to her because really the only reason why she's mentioning it is so that it's in combination with the fact that she's saying that something happened to her friend. Okay, so that's why she's saying it. Really, she's lying. We think maybe she's lying and she's making it worse for herself because then she'll be believed with regards to her friend to make things worse for her friend. So maybe we shouldn't even believe her with regards to herself. And we should say, you know, you even you can marry a Kohen. Kamash Milan, no. The case number three teaches us that, no, we say she cannot marry a Kohen. Even in that case, she can't marry a Kohen. Case number four. She says, both me and my friend, we are both, nothing happened to either one of us. And the the one witness comes and says, no, the exact opposite, both of you are, uh, something happened to both of you, and you can't marry Cohen. So with regards to her, with regards to herself, she's the one who's talking about herself. She's not allowed to testify about herself to make it better for her. She can testify to make it worse, but to make it better, where she's saying that nothing happened to her, she's not believed. But with regards to her friend, so she's she's believed with regards to her friend. She can testify that nothing happened to her friend. So the Gemara asks, again, I don't understand. Why do we need this? We already knew about all of this. She's not believed with regards to herself to make things better for herself. And she's believed to testify with regards to her friend that nothing happened to her friend. This is these are both ideas and concepts that we already learned from the first case. Now, answers the Gemara, and this is the conclusion of the Gemara before the next Mishnah. We'll continue the next Mishnah in the next week's recording. You might have thought that one is she believed to say that something that her nothing happened to her friend, that her friend can marry Cohen. That's only when she made it worse for herself. She said I can't marry a coin. She could marry a coin. Then we'll believe her to say that her friend could marry a coin. But when she's saying that both of us can marry Kohanim, we could both marry Kohanim, maybe we can't believe her because maybe she's just saying both of us so that she could get out of it and she could really marry a coin. Kamash Mulan, in the end, they know she's not believed for herself, but she is believed for her friend. And then they will still believe her for her friend to, to allow the friend, the other one, uh, to marry, have the ability to marry a coin. Okay. This completes the Gemara. We'll begin the Mishnah in next week's recording.